Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu From the podcast team at Qalam We wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan This month you can expect daily uploads That will include reflections, khatiras and khutbas All from our new campus Alhamdulillah If you benefit from this content Please give generously at supportqalam.com 100% of your donations today Go towards the means of providing accessible Islamic knowledge To people around the world Jazakumullah khair Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulihi al-kareem wa ala alihi wa sahabi ajma'in As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh I see a number of brothers dipping um, You still have women in your lives so, um, so there's a couple of legal rulings that are specifically related to women during the month of Ramadan So it's really important to know these rulings because um, you have to know them Bismillah Okay so, like we mentioned previously, there are certain reasons, legitimate reasons for people, generally speaking, people to, people to break their fast, people to not fast. And then they would just have to make them up. They would have to perform the qada. They would have to just make up that fast. There's no sort of um, spiritual issue. They're not a worse Muslim or anything if they have to break their fast due to travel or sickness or other any of the other legitimate reasons for someone to break fast. They would just simply have to make it up when they are able to. Now, there are certain reasons or issues or certain scenarios and situations that are also legitimate reasons to not fast that specifically do apply to women as well. And I want to talk about this a little bit. So Sheikh Abu Nasser also mentioned in, his, uh, in, in the beginning session of the people who are required to fast. And the number five, the fifth one, was a woman who is not experiencing her monthly cycle or postnatal bleeding. So it's not that in menstruation or during that postnatal bleeding, it's not that she isn't physically able to fast. It has actually nothing to do with her abilities or inabilities. I'm clarifying that. It doesn't have anything to do with her abilities or inabilities. It's just a ruling. It's just a ruling from Allah SWT. Meaning, hear me carefully, meaning that her not fasting during these periods of her life is actually worship. Her not fasting when she's experiencing her monthly cycle and when she's experiencing postnatal bleeding, because that is the instruction of Allah SWT, her not fasting at that time is her ibadah during that time. Oftentimes people have it twisted where they think that I can't fast and maybe I should fast and maybe I should do all sorts of things to stop these um, natural human things from occurring in order for me to fast and so on and so forth. No, you're forgetting that that rule, where did it come from in the first place? It came from Allah. So when you follow that rule that came from Allah, you are actually obeying Allah. You are actually expressing your submission and obedience to Allah. And when you do that, we call that worship. We call that ibadah. And ibadah is rewarded. So do not fast. And it's not a, it is quite the opposite. Obedience is in not fasting during the time of menstruation and not fasting during the postnatal bleeding. Is that clear? Okay. Now, there's other two other issues that are specifically related to women that don't have necessarily the same ruling. When a woman is pregnant or when she is breastfeeding her child, she has the option. She can choose to fast, 
she can choose not to fast. That's a medical concern. That's a medical situation. And her, for her to know what is better for her and her body and for her health and the health of her child, right? It's important for her to consult an actual physician, right? If, and every woman may be different. Every situation may be different. Somebody may be experiencing pregnancy or breast, you know, breastfeeding their child and they're doing great. They feel like they can fast or they're chilling and they completely feel fine and they have no issue. Then go for it, right? As long as it's not harmful for herself or anybody else, she can choose to do what she wills. However, if she feels and she realizes, and with consultation from her physician, she realizes that this may not be the best idea for herself, then there's no harm in that. She's not considered sick. Pregnancy is not a sickness, okay? Feeding a child is not a sickness or an illness. And I'm, I'm being very careful with my terminology that I'm using here. It's not a terminal illness either. It's not a chronic illness either, meaning that she doesn't just pay Fidya and get it over with, okay? She doesn't just make the payment and get it over with. That's not how it works. If she's choosing not to fast due to her medical considerations for the health of her body and her family, then it would require a qada. It would require a makeup fast when she is able to. She can't just pay it off, okay? So she does have the choice. Close. Okay. She does have the choice, but it's important to make sure that she is in consultation. And at the end of the day, if she is, realizes she's not able to perform that fast during those periods of her life, then she would just make it up when she's able to. So now to understand the other related thick rulings during this time, when a woman specifically in menstruation or postnatal bleeding, these two very specific issues, she doesn't fast and she doesn't pray either, and she doesn't pretend to either, okay? This is very important. This is very important because sometimes situations may deem otherwise. You are not ill when you're experiencing very normal bodily circumstances. You are not sick, there is nothing wrong with you. I'm emphasizing in this way because too many people have been taught otherwise, okay? There's nothing wrong with you when you're experiencing this. You don't have to fake anything, okay? Yeah, maybe don't have like a burger in front of your fasting, like brother, sister, father, mother, okay? When, when you're not, you know, that would be kind of just me a little bit. But you don't have to fast. You don't have to pretend to fast. If you need to eat, eat. If you need to eat, eat. Don't pretend to pray during the times of, when you're not supposed to pray. If you need to eat, eat, but pretend to be something you're not or do something you're not supposed to. Remember we said, it is worship. It is worship when you follow the instructions of Allah SWT. When Allah SWT tells you, you are not obligated to fast, you are not to do this, and you are to do this, then it is worship in obeying that. So don't pretend to do otherwise. Okay? There is a little bit of a difference. I mentioned prayer and fasting here because those are both very relevant things in the month of Ramadan. So there are a couple of rulings that do differ during this, uh, during these experiences that women have. She does have to make up the fast that she missed. 
whether it be due to any of these reasons, whether it's due to menstruation, postnatal bleeding, pregnancy, or breastfeeding, if she is missing any thoughts, those do have to be made up. Someone may be like counting those, counting up all those thoughts and realize that it is an, a large number. That's okay. That's okay. Don't get overwhelmed by it. Allah only expects you to try to make them up. Try to make them up. Make a schedule for yourself that you can handle. You don't have to make it up all at once. Make a schedule for yourself that you can handle and make deal with that after Ramadan. Deal with that after Ramadan. Number three, while you have to make up the fast that you have missed, you do not have to make up the prayers that you have missed. You do not have to make up any prayers that you missed during the time when you uh, were not supposed to pray. Now, we are going to the next um, few, number four, number five, and number six. They are basically referring to when, when it, you know you're supposed to break the fast or when your fast actually breaks or when you start fasting again. So if, you're, if you are fasting during the daytime and a woman experiences either menstruation or postnatal bleeding during the day of fasting, during the day of fasting, whether it is right at Fajr time, Zuhr time, Asr time, right before Maghrib time, okay, any time while the time of fasting, she experiences either menstruation or postnatal bleeding, at that moment, her fast breaks, and that would be a day that she makes up, okay? Even if it takes place five minutes before the Maghrib Adhan comes in. Okay. That would be a, considered a day of fasting that she would have to make up after Ramadan. Now, when she is when she has finished her cycle, when she has finished her bleeding or her cycle, how does she get back into fasting? How does she kind of restart? In we're still in the month of Ramadan. While a ghusl, while that ritual bath is necessary to perform before being able to pray, it is necessary to perform before being able to pray. It is not necessary to for, perform in order to start the fast. So let me give you a scenario. If a woman finishes her cycle in the evening, okay, and she is, or she, fin she finishes it, she realizes that she's done and it's suhoor time but she only has a couple minutes left before Fajr starts, she is obligated to start that fast for that day, okay? So she is able to make her suhoor. She is able to make her suhoor. She can start her fast. And then she just has to make sure that she performs her whistle, the ritual back before she starts praying. You guys understand? So it's the whistle is necessary. Purification is necessary that ritual purification is necessary in order for her to pray. It is not necessary in order for her to start her fast. Okay, so that explains number five and number six. So somebody who's experiencing a time where they cannot pray and they cannot fast. Someone may look at that situation and say, well, there goes my entire Ramadan, right? What else do you do besides pray and fast? And I can't do that. So am I really even a Muslim during this time? 
I know that sounds very extreme, but that's sometimes the mentality that if I cannot pray or fast during the holiest month, has Allah cursed me? Is there something wrong with me? Am I even a Muslim? We just talked about how these are natural human things. Allah gave these experiences to the woman. So there is nothing wrong with her for experiencing it. There is nothing wrong with her for experiencing it. Rather, this is a time to engage in the plethora of other ibadah, worship activities that exist during that month and take advantage of them. So she can still experience the Quran. She can still read the Quran. She just needs to be mindful of touching it. That's a specific fiqh issue. But she can still read the Quran, recite the Quran, listen to the Quran, watch lectures on the Quran. Okay, She can still read a book of Quranic explanation, read a book of the Quran translation. She can still interact with the Quran. She can still call out to Allah. She can still make dua. She can still use this opportunity to supplicate to Allah and ask for whatever she wants. She can still use this opportunity to remember Allah, engage in the dhikr, the remembrance of Allah. Her tasbih, her morning and evening du'as and adhkar. She can still use this month of Ramadan to give charity, be a charitable person. Really kind of take advantage of this charitable month. The Prophet ﷺ, he was the most charitable person and he would increase in his charity during the month of Ramadan. So women during this time, they can take the advantage of this opportunity to follow the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ and, and give more charity during this time. And lastly, just because a woman is not fasting or praying doesn't mean she should be a jerk. Okay, This is still a reminder to engage in all of those things that we talked about right here. Making your days unlike your uh, days of fasting, unlike your days of uh, non-fasting, avoiding fighting, all of these things over here, she can still make sure to engage that. Being kind to the people around her, being not complaining, not fighting, not backbiting, all of those things that she that she should engage in and everyone should engage in while they're fasting as well, that kindness, she can still do that as well while fasting. So we'll go ahead and stop here, inshallah.